This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, October 5th, 2023. I'm Caleb Brown. Complaints about the gamification of investing abound, at least from the Securities and Exchange Commission. Now the agency appears to believe that the scale and scope of new technology, think AI, threatens to change the relationship between investor and broker in a negative way. The agency has proposed rules that might ensnare tech as mundane as Excel spreadsheets. Cato's Jack Soloway and Jennifer Schulp discuss how investors make decisions and why new tech shouldn't be a scapegoat. So just by way of comparison, I walk into a casino. The odds are not good. Uh, at best, I'm probably going to have 99% of my money returned to me over the time that I'm sitting down and gambling. And all the, all the time I'm spending in there, it's lights, it's free drinks, it's well understood that that's what I'm doing in a casino. And uh, this is all totally legal and fine. And I'm, you know, my wife might say, hey, don't take any more money down to the floor that you can't afford to lose. But in the investment realm, on average, uh, the returns are positive over long periods of time. So what is the SEC hanging its hat on in being critical generally of what what is being termed the gamification of investment? So the SEC views that views the casino and the markets differently. Um, I don't think that differentiation makes a lot of sense because there are people that are in the markets to speculate. There are people that are in the markets to stay there long term. And those different motivations result in different ways of trading. Um, some people treat the markets more like that casino where they expect to get lucky sometimes and expect to lose money other times. And other people treat the markets in the way that you described. You put your money in for a long time and you're probably going to have positive returns over time. But the choice is in the investor's hands as to how they're going to treat their experience in the market. The SEC seems to think that the choice is not in the investor's hands because big, flashy technology might make that investor trade more than they wanted to or not understand the consequences of trading. And I think that underestimates investors and overestimates technology. And the SEC is looking here to take those choices away from investors. I think Jen makes a great point about the SEC viewing technology as a fundamental game changer in terms of how individuals interact with investment platforms, with investment advisors, with broker-dealers. Um, the SEC says repeatedly in their proposed rules regarding what they refer to as predictive data analytics, which can be thought of as tools for gamifying investments, um, tools like artificial intelligence and deep learning um, for providing robo-advisors and things like that that consumers have been used to for a long time, the SEC really thinks that the cutting-edge technology, um, can the scale and the scope of it, they keep coming back to those terms, can really change the dynamics of the investor relationship with their broker or with their advisor, such that the investor essentially becomes incapable of digesting disclosures that's that are made to the investor about potential conflicts of interest. So the SEC is really uh, shifting their perspective on how rules and regulations are supposed to mitigate these risks. They think that disclosures are, are inadequate 
And as Jen was mentioning, that investors will really, in the face of this technology, become incapable of making informed decisions. And I'm going to throw a footnote onto what Jack said, because the SEC couches this new rule as a predictive data analytics rule, which sounds like something new and cutting edge and sounds like a way to address artificial intelligence and all of these new technologies that we're hearing about. But the way that the SEC has written the rule, it essentially covers any type of technology that can be used by a financial service provider, all the way down to an Excel spreadsheet. And as one of the SEC commissioners pointed out, maybe even using an abacus. So the idea that the SEC's predictive data analytics rule is focused on cutting edge technologies or technologies that we are less familiar with or that have opaqueness concerns or sophistication concerns is really a a false um, narrative on how the SEC's rule is going to operate. It affects all technology. Is there any uh, balance given to the notion that making investing more fun, a little more exciting, uh, that that has any benefits whatsoever to consumers? So there's an acknowledgement of the benefits in the SEC's rule. Um, in the proposal, there, there's a couple of paragraphs talking about how technology has made investing more accessible to investors. But there's not a good balancing of that accessibility or that availability of, say, new forms of investing to investors. When putting this rule proposal out there, it's pretty clear that the rule proposal will dramatically increase the costs of using any sort of technology with respect to investors. Um, And I don't think it's an overstatement to say that a lot of this technology will become functionally unusable under these rules if they're put into place as proposed. So, sure, the SEC acknowledges that, that investing. Um, And the technological advances there have brought more people into the markets, but they don't really do anything with that acknowledgement in crafting a rule to think about how to deal with technology here. And I I think there, you know, so there's definitely lip service paid to potential benefits. I think there's also a way in which the SEC's explanation sort of takes for granted or assumes that any time that an application is data mining or understanding users' behavior and patterns to make a recommendation or even just provide information to that investor or user, that there's something untoward happening. And I think that's just a misunderstanding of the nature of analytics. Uh, If an investor is being presented with an option that's appealing to that investor, maybe it's because the investor actually wants to pursue that option. There could be a time saving. There could be uh, an eliciting of that investor's preference in a more efficient way. So the view that there's something inherently nefarious about that, I think, runs throughout the SEC's proposed rule here. Okay, so how does AI enter into the rule that they've uh, proposed? So I think AI, in the SEC's view, sort of turbocharges all of these issues that we've seen uh, in the gamification context already. I was discussing a minute ago this idea of scale and scope. And the SEC also views the sophistication and potential complexity of things like large language models and other AI tools as making the traditional mitigation strategy of disclosure essentially 
uh, inoperable, uh, ineffective. And I think this really misunderstands the nature of what a conflict of interest is. So for example, say there's a, an AI model that is considering the potential uh, revenue that a firm will receive in connection with a potential investment. And the engine recommends that investment to an investor. Um, so that's a basic conflict that I think most folks are aware of without needing to understand all the nuts and bolts under the hood of how AI works. So supercharge a process that has been going on as long as there have been brokers, which is the guys who are encouraging you to trade more than you otherwise would because their fees depend on it. Is that is that basically correct? I'd say, in fact, the the brokerage industry itself is based on a conflict of interest. Um, brokers don't make money unless you trade. Um, so the entire idea that conflicts of interest caused by technology, um, specifically, need to be, in the SEC's words, eliminated or neutralized, which, quite frankly, sounds like something out of a superhero movie at this point is anathema to the basic idea that brokers make money by having a customer trade. Um, so it's very hard to see how brokers would be able to use any technology under these rules. And, and the fact of the matter is, whether it was AI putting a suggestion in front of a customer, um, or not a suggestion, because there's separate rules that cover what a suggestion needs to look like or a recommendation needs to look like. Brokers would call you up and chit-chat about your family. They'd try to find out what golf course you like to play at. This type of tailoring information and relationships towards the customer is as old as any sort of sales tactic. There's nothing inherently different about technology here that should change that nature. And because AI is new and scary and uh, we're not a lot of people are not familiar with it, the SEC appears to be at least trying to seek a, a sort of a broad regulatory power. Exactly. Although I will say Excel doesn't seem to fall into that category, but the SEC is seeking the same broad regulatory power over using an Excel spreadsheet at this point, too. Jack Soloway is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Jennifer Shulp directs financial regulation studies at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you please. And thank you for listening. <laughs>